Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast, where you'll learn how to become the most unstoppable, healthy, fit, and confident version of yourself, your way. Listen in as I drop weekly, real, and raw solo episodes and interviews with industry professionals covering all things fitness, mindset, and personal development to inspire and teach you how to get results and level up on your terms. I'm your host, MJ, certified personal trainer, nutrition, mindset, and personal development coach. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So let's get into it. Hello, fam. Welcome back to the Fit Life with MJ podcast. Today, we are talking all things how to overcome your food FOMO, to take control of your eating and your snacking, to therefore take control of your health and your weight. So today I'm actually going to be sharing a personal experience with you guys about how I overcame my own food FOMO and got to the point where I can actually quite easily be surrounded by chocolate, ice cream, all sorts of things, and actually not even want them in the moment. Whereas I used to be someone who was just so at the mercy of all the foods around me. Like if I was surrounded by chocolate that I had no chance. So that used to be me. It was one of the biggest things that held me back from being able to lose weight I gained when I was, you know, obviously at the start of my fitness journey, which I will get into a little bit later. But this episode, we're going to dive into the things that actually are causing your food FOMO and some things you can actually start implementing right now that are going to help you gain control and then how you're actually going to see that transform into total eternal control over your eating. Um, and never feeling like you're at the mercy of like cravings or, you know, feeling fearful that if you go somewhere where there's going to be food that you're going to cave and eat it. Um, and that it, and then, yeah, obviously that puts you in control of your weight and your health. So grab a pen and paper if you are the kind of girl who likes to take notes or earmark this episode to definitely come back to it and have a listen so you can take notes if you feel like you want to. This chat's actually inspired by a a chat I had, a video chat I had with one of my one-to-one girls who was doing my Fit Girl Foundations program. So Fit Girl Foundations is my mindset-focused program. It's where we dive into the mindsets that trigger habits, the limiting beliefs and the beliefs and mindsets you have around yourself and around fitness and health, food, particularly exercise. And we remove any of those mental blocks that are actually secretly stopping you from being able to stay consistent on your fitness and weight loss journey so that you can fully just step into the best version of yourself. So that's what Fit Girl Foundations is about. And last night, the chat I had with my girl was particularly about her food FOMO. So being in situations where at work, there's always people bringing in things like cakes, biscuits, and there's always some sort of chocolates or lollies on the bench in the kitchen at work. And then at home, there's obviously a lolly jar for the kids and being around all these foods that she knows on a daily basis, if she's picking at them, it's quite easily bringing her out of her two to 300 calorie deficit that her meal plans have her on. And so therefore she's not able to see the progress that she believes she should be having with her journey with me because these little snacks are just accidentally keeping her at maintenance calories, whereas she's actually doing quite well sticking to the meal plans themselves. And at loving her exercise, those things aren't an issue. It's just this food FOMO around these snacks and having them too often is pulling her out of her calorie deficit too often throughout the week, which is slowing down her results. 
And we can all relate, right? <laughs> Not being able to say no to the snacks, especially if someone brings in cakes that they've made from home. You feel bad if you don't have one and things like that. So this, or you tell yourself you feel bad if you don't have one, but really it's just because you want it and you're trying to justify that, you know, it's a good decision to have it. And then you eat it and you think, oh, why did I do that? I really didn't need to. Like I could have just had half a one. I could have just had one bite, you know, just for the courtesy. But like, because at the end of the day, and we can talk about things like this a bit later on, but at the end of the day, if you tell someone that you're really trying to watch your food and take any calories because you're trying to lose weight, they're not going to be offended if you don't eat the cake that they brought into work. But anyway, we'll get to, we'll get into stuff like that a little bit later on. It's just a little snippet. But I've got a few things here, a few key points that I want us to touch on, which are going to bring to light the reason that you are currently struggling to say no to these foods and how you can actually overcome those things to put you in control, which means you're not going to just be eating these things willy-nilly and bringing yourself out of a deficit and ruining your fitness progress and then consuming too many less healthy foods. It's actually going to put you in control to the point where you decide when you eat them. Because as you know, in the Fit Life Fam, we do not eliminate any foods. We never say no, we just say later. Or, you know, I'll have this at this particular time. We, we put control and balance around when we eat the things that are less healthy and we gain an appreciation for filling our body with more nutrient-dense healthy foods. So this is the kind of thing we're going to sort of dive into here. Now, firstly, we need to understand why we are so emotionally attached to food. Like, why is it so impossible to say no to these highly palatable foods? Now, that is an entire topic in and of itself, which I have talked about before, but the long and the short of it basically is it's a survival mechanism. So when we're babies, we don't know that we're that we need food to survive. We just know we get hungry and then there's this thing that goes in our mouth that releases all of this serotonin and dopamine that our brains are just like, oh, come back and do this again. That was amazing. And so that's basically how we know to keep going back to that stuff to keep us alive. But as we get older, we obviously become attached to the release of serotonin and dopamine that we get when we eat these highly palatable foods. And the tastier the food, the bigger the release, basically. And food companies know this, that's for sure. But that's basically what happens. And now as we get older, we get more stressed, we get more overwhelmed, especially with the way the world is going these days. And so we tend to turn to these things even more for that little dumping of serotonin and dopamine, that little micro release of feeling good for a moment. And it can be very hard to say no. This used to be me to an absolute T. I used to be the girl that always had a chocolate in her hand at some point throughout the day. Like I just was, I was literally calling myself addicted to chocolate I basically was caramel slice oh my god don't even come at me it was every day at school and so when I I'd never had to pay attention to my eating I'd never had to really sort of worry about my eating up until the point when I did gain weight because I grew up playing netball riding horses running around on property any of my OG girls here would know my story basically I grew up fit never having to really pay attention to what went in my mouth then I got older, I got my license, I stopped playing netball, I was driving everywhere, KFC drive through for lunch, alcohol on the weekends when I turned 18, um, then binge eating on the weekends, after, you know, the whole hangover, binge eating, junk food days. So when I gained weight, I had no idea what to do about it because I'd never had to focus on my health intentionally. And as you know, then I went down the whole rabbit, dark rabbit holes and spirals of the unhealthy ways of trying to lose weight. But in all of that process, I could still never say no to chocolate. And it was 
almost my undoing at one point because I had got to the point where I was seeing a little bit of results, not the right way, obviously, because I was under eating, over exercising, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get myself away from the chocolate all the time. Like it was stopping me from seeing any further results. And I was at that point now where I was like, I can't exercise any harder. I can't eat any less. I'm literally going to pass out, which obviously wasn't healthy, but the chocolate was holding me back. Right. Like I was just, I just could not stop eating it throughout the week. And I'd be, it'd be things like going to parties and stuff like that. Even if I wasn't hungry, I'd go to the, the food table and would just like pick at everything there. Just like, got to taste it, got to taste it. And would get FOMO if I didn't eat it. And I did not know how to stop myself from eating this food. And it got to a point where I just realized like saying no prepping myself to you know go to the party or thinking about the chocolate and thinking just say no just say no just say no turn it into a habit just say no and it doesn't work so if you are one of those girls who just keep saying to yourself just say no just say no like it if you're starting to get frustrated because you keep saying no and then keep going for the food do not feel bad do not feel like a failure because that is not the case at all you need a reason to say no you need an actual reason to say no to the food, not just, oh, if I, if I don't eat this food, it's going to help me lose weight. Like just thinking that isn't actually enough to actually get you to not want to have the food. So let's dive into this. Why is that? So why is it that just saying no isn't enough? Now, and, you know, even if you know, you say, okay, I know that if I stop eating this food, like, let's say hypothetically, like my girl, my Fit Girl Foundations girl I mentioned before, she is eating to her meal plans, which is fine. Meal plans alone, she's in a great two to 300 calorie deficit, which is perfect for her sustainable healthy weight loss to reach her goal. She's exercising perfectly regularly throughout the week. And these little snacks here and there, so she's going into the workroom and there's biscuits on the table or there's like maybe Tim Tams or there's someone's brought a cake in or someone's brought muffins in or she's got the lolly jar at home that she keeps dipping into because she knows it's there. Now, having these little snacks every now and then throughout the week, like, you know, three, four, five times a week is pulling her out of her calorie deficit because it's very easy for two Tim Tams, easily 300 calories, easily. And so you would never think twice about having two Tim Tams. You'd think, oh, yeah, I'm eating healthy. I'm on this meal plan. Sweet. I should be losing weight. Two Tim Tams won't hurt. Two Tim Tams five times a week when you're just casually strolling through the kitchen at your workplace, you're no longer in a deficit at all for that whole five days. If you're in a 300-calorie deficit and you're eating two Tim Tams, putting that 300 calories back in on top, there goes your deficit. You're now sitting at maintenance. And then you're getting on the scales going, why am I not losing weight? This is why. It's because you're, you think that you're in a deficit because you think out of the whole course of the day, you've been on this meal plan, two Tim Tams was a micro moment in that day, but it was enough to pull you out of the deficit. And, but then you realize that and you think, how come I can't stop? Why can I not stop walking past? Why can I not just walk past the biscuits and not eat them? You know, why do I keep feeling the urge to actually eat them? And you could say to yourself, okay, I know. And this is what I said to my girl. I said, look, your eating on your meal plans is perfectly fine. It's just these snacks need to be under better control. We need to get you to the point where you can walk past them and not want them so that you can choose when you have them instead of walking past and not being able to control yourself. 
Now, it's one thing to say to yourself, I know if I don't eat these snacks, I will lose weight. But there is always going to be an element in your brain that is going to go, prove it. How do you know that? You don't know that that's true. What if you avoid those biscuits and you miss out on them for the next goodness knows how long and you don't get the results and then you've wasted all this time where you could have been enjoying those biscuits. That is literally the conversation your subconscious brain is going to have with you in that moment. Like in a nanosecond, it's going to go, but you're not, you don't actually know for sure that you're going to lose the weight you want to lose just if you don't have those biscuits. And it's going to try and keep you in the habit of going for the biscuits. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail as to why that happens as well. But basically what's going on in that moment is your brain does not yet have proof that not eating those biscuits is the thing. I'm just referring to biscuits a lot because it's just easier, but you know, not eating those treats. I don't like the word treat because it, it refers, it kind of infers that food is a reward. Um, but um, in where was I going with that? <laughs> now I can't remember. Um, your brain, yeah, we're gonna, I'm just going to use the word biscuits um, or snack foods, but snack foods could also be healthy. So we're just going to use the word biscuits before I go off on a tangent here. Um, your brain does not yet have proof that if you don't eat the biscuits on the daily that you're actually going to lose the weight. And so that's going to cause enough friction and self-doubt in the idea for you to easily just cave and go into eating them because it's like, well, we don't know that we're going to lose the weight anyway and it feels better to have the serotonin and dopamine release. We feel good when we eat them. We're just going to go for that. Go to the comfort zone, worry about the weight loss later. That's the conversation that goes on in your mind because you haven't yet got the proof. Now, the reason that your brain will fight you and come up with any excuse that doesn't even feel like an excuse for you to eat those biscuits and I've talked about this before as well, this comes down to our sense of self and identity and fear of change. So if you are someone who, for whatever reason, now in Fit Girl Foundations, we actually go right down into why are you actually reaching for those foods in the first place? Like has something throughout your life caused you to habitually reach for these foods? And we, we look at that too to uncover that and remove that for you. But let's just go at face value you are someone who has created a habit of always reaching for these foods when you're around them. So you're basically in a state of having food FOMO, right? Wherever you go where there's food that you want to eat, you get the FOMO if you don't eat it or you think about not eating it. Now, being someone who always reaches for that food, being someone who is where you're at with your weight, your health, even if you're not happy with it, it is your identity. It's your sense of self and who you are. And any Anything that could come in and change that is a threat to your, se your sense of self and your ego is straight up going to go, hell no, let's not go there. Let's not do anything that might change who you are because we don't know what life will be like if you change. So even in those moments, you're walking past the biscuits, you're in the kitchen at work or you're at, you're at home or you're at a friend's place, whatever it is, you're walking past the food and you want to say, no, I'm going to lose weight if I don't eat those biscuits and I want to lose this weight. I'm not going to have them right now your brain will go, oh, but because your brain wants to keep you in the known of who you are without changing, weight loss is going to change who you are a little bit. Your brain is going to go, oh, no, 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 but hey, no, but you don't have proof of that. You don't have proof it's going to work. No, 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 stay as you are. Eat the biscuits. Stay as you are. Stay as you know yourself. That's what your brain is doing in that moment. So that's the first thing you need to realize. You need to realize that 
because your brain, because you have not yet seen the proof that not having the biscuits every day is actually the thing that's going to help you lose the weight, you're, um, it's going to be easily fighting you to tell you that it won't work or to give you doubt that it's going to work because you're trying to change your identity by trying to become a healthier, fitter version of yourself than what you currently are. And that change is a threat to your ego, a threat to your sense of self. So your brain is going to fight you to keep reaching for the biscuits and to come up with any excuse under the sun as to why you should just go for the biscuits instead of worrying about the change. So that situation there is the first thing that's going to happen. Now, here's my first little tip, golden nugget that I always tell my girls to use and it really does help in the early stages because I'm actually going to get to in a moment what the one thing that's actually going to change everything for you is that relates to what we've just talked about. But the food in any situation, wherever you are, whatever social setting you are in, unless of course you're out for dinner and the experience is that you went to an amazing restaurant and the point was to have a great tasting, well-made dinner, then of course that's not included. But the food in any other situation, the food is not the experience. Like I'm yet to find someone who just went to a party, like let's say a kid's birthday party or went to some sort of event where the idea was to socialize and do non-food related things, but there was food there. No one's ever come away from it just being like, the food really made the day. Like I hated spending time with my friends and family. I was just there for the canapes. You know, like no one, no one who goes out to socialize and make experiences and memories with their friends and family gushes more about the food. Like you can go and make those memories and enjoy yourself just as much without filling your body with unnecessary low nutrient foods if you are currently trying to lose weight and improve your health if you if it's not what we call balance in the fit fam so when in the fit fam we have what we call balanced meals and balanced snacks which is about like once a week we have a balanced meal that's that can be off plan it can be whatever you want just within a certain calorie range to make sure you don't come out of your deficit if it's not that you know if you are wanting to make sure that you make healthy choices when you're at these parties or whatever it is where the food is and you want to uh, you want to not eat the less healthy food that's there but you feel that food FOMO is going to pull you down just remind yourself the food is not the experience the food is not the thing that is going to make those memories with your friends and family the experiences and memories with your friends and family is what's going to make that so just remind yourself of that be like I can still enjoy myself make those memories and improve my health at the same time so There's that. That's my first little tip that helps you get going. But there's also this other little layer that comes in, which pulls a lot of us up. And this is what came to light when I was chatting to my girl last night, that it was like a a light bulb moment. And for her, because this is the thing for me, this was the turning point. So if you've kind of only just sort of a little bit been listening up until now, go back and listen again, because it all makes sense. (laughs) together but this was the one thing that changed everything for me that relates to the first point that I made about your brain not having the proof when you first start out in saying okay I am going to take more control of when I have less healthy snacks which means not just willy-nilly having them every day throughout the week not being at the mercy of the food around me but actually being in control of myself in the food with the food around me 
when you're starting out doing that, you, you're going to have these initial fears of thinking that for the rest of your life, you're going to want biscuits or chocolate every single day, but just not be able to have it. And so there's going to be a part of your brain that's going to go, oh, but I, I, I don't want to have to give these things up for the rest of my life. But I, I love my chocolate. I love my biscuits. I could never not have them every day. How am I going to survive? It's going to feel that way. Whatever it is, whatever your vice is at the moment, you are going to panic at the start and think, I can never give these things up. I have to have them every single day in order to – and um, and yeah, you're going to panic about that because when you when you try, when you start to try not having them every single day, this goes back to the part about the proof. So let's say, for example, you're in a situation where you are basically just like my girl who – your eating is pretty well on point. Like, you know, if you could just avoid the little incidental snacking on top of your healthy eating, that you would be able to see the results you want. You would be able to lose weight and, be, and come out of your calorie deficit. I'm sorry, get into your calorie deficit consistently. You know that for yourself, but you just can't seem to stop yourself from going back to the biscuits or going back to the snacks. There is that initial fear because in the first few weeks, or the first week or two at the least, you might not see the hugest results because it's only a minor change. Let's say for the first week, depending on how good you are with your actual rest of your eating, if, you're, if you just, for at least just one week, were just to rein it in with the additional snacks, you would see the changes in a very short amount of time it could take up to two weeks, depending on your body and where you're at in your weight loss journey. But for the very first few times, it's going to feel impossible to keep saying no because you're still in the phase of wanting the food and being attached to the food and reaching for the food and not yet having the proof that not having it is actually going to be the thing that's going to help you lose the weight. And the key word there is the proof. So here was the kicker for me, right? I personally just got to a point and I worked this out myself, which is why I now coach this to my girls to help them avoid wasting all of the time in trying to work out what the thing is going to be that's actually going to help put them back in control. But for me, I just got to a point where I was like, for F sake, like I swear on this podcast, I should have just said, for fuck's sake, why can I not just say no? This is getting really ridiculous. And I had to go deeper and look at look into what was going to actually make me not want the food. And I was like, well, I just need to see that it works. I just need to see that not having it works, but why can't I say no for long enough? So I challenged myself for a couple of weeks. I just didn't have the food. Just I'm, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see what happens. And I did see the result. I saw the change. And I was like, okay, here we go. Now we're getting a little bit of proof here that not having those foods every day actually works. Okay. Then it got a little bit easier. And then I just did it a little bit more and I started planning, okay, when will I have these foods? Because I know I can't say no to them for the rest of my life. That was something I definitely knew from the start was I just, I needed a, a system, a way of eating that didn't actually make me completely give anything up, which is why we have our balance system in the Fit Life Fam now. But I, I got to the point where I was sort of saying to myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to have some chocolate just twice a week. And I'll pick the days I'm going to have it. And that will be my balance time. And I noticed more and more the results I was getting from not having it willy-nilly all the time and accidentally coming out of calorie deficit all the time. 
Um, and then the more that I stopped having the fruit, the, the additional less healthy snacks all of the time, the better the results I got. And the more that my fitness journey has progressed, the more results I've seen from having more healthy foods in my body and less unhealthy foods in my body, I have done a complete 180 with my mindset around food from the proof. My brain has seen the proof that it works. And now I can literally be surrounded by chocolate and ice cream and quite easily just go, nah, I don't, I don't want to put that in my body today. I'm good. You know, I've, I'm going to have some ice cream with my dinner on Saturday night and that'll be my balanced dessert or something like that. You know, like I'm so much more in control of myself around those foods because I've seen the proof now. And that's the kicker. That is the kicker for you guys. You don't spend the rest of your life wanting and craving the unhealthy foods the way that you do now. And that's the thing you don't realize at the start. At the start of your journey of trying to control how often you have these less healthy snacks, you fear that you're going to crave them this much forever and that you're going to want them this badly forever, but you're going to have to struggle and say no every single day. That's how it feels at the start, but that is not how it is. Once you see the results and the benefits of putting more healthy foods in your body and actually not put, filling it with the processed, less healthy foods all the time, you stop wanting them. You actually stop wanting them as much. And yeah, now every now and then you might have a little craving, like that time of the month. I know a lot of girls crave chocolate around that time of the month. OMG me. Back in my early days when I was addicted to chocolate, Oh, you know, not actually clinically addicted, but when I could not go without chocolate. Come that time of the month for me, oh my God, like a block of Cadbury's gone in a heartbeat. Wouldn't wouldn't even blink and it'd be gone. Nowadays, when someone says, oh, I'm craving chocolate because I'm on my period, I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember the last time that happened to me. It actually hasn't happened for a very long time. We've seen it with quite a few of the Fit Femme girls as well have had this happen where their, their cravings around that time of the month have even diminished because their body just wants the healthier foods. This mindset shift does happen for you, but you just have to trust that it will. The only way to actually get to that point is to say no to the food. Say, and now this is something that I don't usually um, advocate for short challenges in any sense, but in situations like this, it can be beneficial because ultimately it's setting you up for lifelong results because basically what we did with my girl was we said right for 14 days you're going to walk past those biscuits in the kitchen you're going to walk straight past the lolly jar and every time you do you're going to go oh I'm staying in my calorie deficit today points for me I'm going to actually lose some weight this week and because backstory on that when she first started eating to her meal plans that I gave her even though she was still snacking at work the mere change of her meal plans she lost weight so she's lost weight to a certain amount now, but the calories I want her on for her current body weight means that the biscuits are now taking her out of the deficit when she eats them. So she did get results with her meal plans, but then obviously the biscuits are just keeping her at that little plateaued amount. So now, um, and I don't want to drop her calories down anymore yet because she's not at that weight bracket yet. Anyway, that's just a little bit of backstory there. Um, so now I can't remember where I was going with the rest of that sentence, but yeah. Basically, the long and the short of it is you you need to show your brain the proof that it works. And the only way – yeah, okay, that's where I was going with the 14-day challenge thing that we set for her was just for 14 days, she's not going to 
have any of those foods incidentally throughout the week. She's going to stick to the balanced meal and snack schedule. And then when, you know, when she's got those things in front of her at work, she's actually just for this 14 days, just going to say no outside of the balanced meal and snack time, because that is going to allow her to see the results of not having the snacks. She's going to then see the weight loss. Her brain is then going to go, oh, it does work. Cool. Let's keep doing this then. Because right now she's in a moment of having that doubt because of the the proof isn't there. Her brain is coming in trying to keep her where she's at now because she's always been the girl that's reached for the biscuits when she walks past them at work. Because she's always been that girl, that's her identity at the moment. And her brain is like, no, 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 don't change from who you are. You don't have any proof that not eating those biscuits is going to work. So why would you bother? And so if we set this little challenge and say, look, let's just force this two weeks of not having them throughout the week to prove to your brain, to give you that control that it actually does, to give you that proof that it actually does work to put you in the driver's seat. So you actually stop wanting them all the time because you know that the benefits of not having them all the time are greater than the very limited benefits of having them all the time. (laughs) So I hope that makes sense. I hope I've made sense with this episode as a whole. There were a few things I wanted to dive into like I did at the start just to sort of set it up and make sure that everything made sense for you guys and give you that sort of well-rounded introduction into what we were talking about. But the basis of what we're talking about today, the basis of it is that for you to stop having food FOMO and actually feeling like you are at the mercy of all of the less healthy snacks around you and you can never stop eating them and it's stopping you from being in a calorie deficit. The thing, the one thing that will stop you from having that food FOMO is showing yourself the proof that not having them works. Once your brain sees the proof that filling your body with healthy foods and less of the unhealthy foods, once your body sees the proof of how much better you feel, the results you get, you actually stop wanting the less healthy foods. And I say this all the time when I'm talking about binge eating in particular, because food FOMO is another reason that we tend to go down binge spirals as well. I'm not going to get into that today, but this is something I always talk about, the proof. Once you have the proof that it works, you actually want to keep doing that and you stop wanting the less healthy food. And that's what puts you in control. You no longer have food FOMO. So there we go. Long and the short of it. (laughs) So I hope, yeah, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I really hope that it's been helpful for you as well. It was such a light bulb moment for my girl. So that is why I thought, you know what, I need to make this into an episode because we haven't actually dived into this particular side of overcoming food FOMO and taking control of your eating on this kind of like a, a macro zoomed in level of just about the proof and how impactful that is for your mindset. So yeah, as always fam, if you did get value from this episode, if you found it helpful, and if you know anyone who you think would benefit from listening to this one as well, please don't keep it to yourself. Tell them about us. Let them know that we are here so that they can have a listen and we can help them as well. And if you've got time, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could jump over to the platform you're listening on and leave us a five-star review just so that it, it helps us get up to the top of the lists when people are listening, um, searching for podcasts like this. And that way we can reach more people and help more people as well. So that would be absolutely amazing. You guys are awesome. I freaking love coming on for you guys every week. And I will talk to you again in the next episode. Bye for now.
Oh, and don't forget, as always, my inbox is open for you guys. So if there's any questions you've got from this episode, if something didn't quite make sense or you want a little bit more insight in relation to something you're specifically going through, then please do not hesitate to reach out to me. As always, I will drop my socials in the show notes so you can jump onto the links there and send me a DM with any questions you've got at all. All right, that's it from me. I'll talk to you in the next next episode. Can't talk anymore. (laughs) Bye for now.